2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Welcome to the program already in progress. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent some time in the first hour talking some football. Also, what happened to the NHL official Tim Peel. He has been fired for what happened in the uh, game against the Predators and the Red Wings. We did reach out to a variety of people, including the NHL, Tim Peel himself, because I still would like to get a little background, a little context on exactly what happened. I know what I heard. I know what I saw. But what led up to that and anything happened after that? But uh, as it stands right now, we are empty handed with people who can advance this story. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Trade deadline. What name gets you excited? Lonzo Ball, Kyle Lowry, Aaron Gordon, Andre Drummond, Norm Powell. Yeah, I thought so. But maybe, maybe somebody gets traded by the three o'clock Eastern trade deadline. Yes, Pauline. Daniel buried the lead late last night. Woj broke that the
5: Pistons traded guard, Delon Wright. For Corey Joseph and two second round oh, two draft picks. Two second round picks. Okay. Pistons Kings trade, that'll whet your appetite. Mm. <laughs> Saucy, those are your
4: teams. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to shoehorn this that, uh, hey, maybe the Lakers get Kyle Lowry. Maybe the Clippers get Lonzo Ball. Let's chop up this uh, Delon Wright Corey Joseph nah, trade. I'm going to wait a little now. bit. My I'm going to wait a little bit there. <laughs> maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. Wait till it's official. Yes, McLevin. I have to tell you, Sixers Nation is
2: going absolutely insane. I mean, it is like, you should see my phone is blowing up. Should we trade this guy, this guy? Trade talk in the local radio there is like taking over everything. They've even taken a break from the Eagles. But I, just, I don't think they could trade for anyone who's going to give them a championship. So I don't know
4: what all the buzz is about. I guess Kyle Lowry, that you could get Kyle Lowry. Or Powell. I guess, I don't know.
2: Norm Powell. Norm Powell. How can a guy named Norm Powell be great at basketball? That's... <laughs> and Lonzo to the Sixers? I don't get that at all either. I don't get that.
4: Uh, they already have a better Lonzo named Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe he goes to the Clippers. Clippers could use a point guard. All right. We say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock. All three hours are available for free. Download the app and our radio affiliates around the country. Last night, the Raptors had an impressive home win over the Nuggets and... Could be the last hurrah for that core of their 2019 championship team. They came in on a nine-game losing streak. And they're dealing with the rumors that Kyle Lowry could be traded at the deadline. And nothing is finalized. It certainly felt like Kyle Lowry was saying goodbye to uh, Toronto. Just two seasons ago, Lowry and Kawhi Leonard were leading this team past the Warriors in the finals. Kawhi, of course, with the Clippers toronto goes back to the drawing board and the nba isn't really a sport that has random champions it's a steady diet with the spurs and the lakers whoever lebron is playing for in the warriors over the last couple of decades you know a few outliers the 08 celtics the 2011 mavs but toronto might be the most random the raptors will lose part of their identity with kyle lowry Greatest Raptor in history, but that doesn't mean their rabid fans can't cherish a well-deserved championship banner. But, man, does that seem like a lot longer than a couple of years ago when they won a championship there. All right, poll question, McLovin. What do we have, or are we staying with?
2: Okay, so I put up for hour. which sport has the worst officiator? Oh. Completely contrary. I'm just curious what fans thought. Okay. NBA is running away with it at 42%, then NFL – then MLB, and then NHL is only at
4: 8%. Well, that might be the popularity or lack thereof of the National Hockey League. And we don't focus, fixate on a call in hockey the way we do baseball, basketball, or football. Yeah, my club.
2: Also, I think NHL officials deserve a break because they're on skates and they're flying around. It must be, a, I, it's very hard. Yes, <laughs> Extremely. Like we could all ref a basketball game. I don't think any of us could do that. Yeah, Paul.
5: Didn't it feel like the NFL had a very good year from an officiating standpoint? We usually spend a couple Mondays and Tuesdays yeah. chopping up a bad call in the NFL, and it seems like we didn't do that this year. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was overt, but it seemed like there was fewer calls overall. And I don't have any stats to back it up. It seems like they took the refs out of play and tried to take them out of the focus.
4: Well, would you rather have less calls or would you rather have more calls? Because it feels like, I, I mean, I want to have less. But then I don't know if this is a situation where they missed that call. That was an obvious call, and they missed it. As opposed to, I can't believe they called that. It feels like when you miss a call, we're angrier than you did call something, and maybe it wasn't as egregious as you thought originally. But, you know, flow of the game. It, it's all about that for me. I'm watching college basketball. And those final two minutes can be interminable. And it's the same commercials over and over and over. Scoop! Daddy! Like, <laughs> okay, I, I I get it. But if you're going to run all these commercials, can we have some other inventory here? You know? it. it uh, Nothing is everything. <laughs> yeah. is, is Sky Rizzy the guy? Oh, Rizzi.
5: yeah, whatever that is. I can't say Whatever that is. Yes, McLovin. Remember when
2: you, this probably you are used to it, but the Danettes were cheerleaders for the Houston Cougars, as yeah. everyone remembers. Yeah, we were sitting right under the basket as cheerleaders. Yeah, we were shocked at how physical the game was. So I was wondering, at that level, you can almost call a penalty on every play. Not to be cliche, it was just guys would bounce off each other all over the place. So how do you officiate that?
4: Well, you're used to it. I mean, it's it's like a NASCAR driver, Formula One driver. You go, boy, how do you get used to that? That speed. What? You get used to it because it's normal to you. But I would say, like officials have to let a certain amount
2: of physicality go, oh, sure. right? So how do you set that line?
4: I have no idea. when When guys are like banging into each other, backing down, that's not a foul. But then somebody will have a little ticky tack foul, and then they'll call that. Where two big guys are sumo wrestling, I'm not going to call anything. And then somebody on the Harden comes in. Oh, <laughs> oh foul! Meanwhile, I got. 2-7, <laughs> I got 14 feet and 600 pounds banging into each other. Yeah, play on. No call there. All right, uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Uh, Frank Isola from the Yes Network and uh, SiriusXM and ESPN. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about what is fact, what is fiction, as far as who could get traded, and uh, just some of the names that I mentioned before. Lonzo Ball. Ball. I don't understand what happens it happens with Pelican games. Because when I watch, I got Zion and Brandon Ingram, who I think are 25-point scores. I, you know, and then I got Lonzo Ball, who's improved his game dramatically. And they're a sub-500 team. So it's weird. Now they're getting ready to trade Lonzo Ball. Uh, Charles Barkley was uh, on uh, Mike Greenberg's podcast. And uh, he talked about James Harden. He was asked about James Harden being the best player in the NBA. Here's Charles Barkley.
3: No disrespect to LeBron or Giannis or anybody. James Harden might be the best basketball player in the world, period. Listen, James has made some – that style in Houston was never going to win, but he has adapted and changed. I think he is a little bit better defensively. But for them to win games without KD and without Kyrie – you got to give that man some credit. And like I say, he is the most awesome offensive player I've ever seen. Uh, Listen, Michael and Kobe were better players from the guard standpoint. But as far as offensively, they couldn't shoot threes like him. They were not as great as dribbling the basketball, uh, going to the basket, getting fouled. (laughs) But we got to give that guy credit, man. He is an offensive machine, plain and simple.
4: Yes, but it's a different style now. If you said... I can't put my hand on Kobe or Michael. It, it wouldn't be fair, folks. James Harden is great. Love him. Fascinated by him. But he's a great offensive player. Kobe and Michael are great players. But if you said Michael Jordan in today's climate, okay, he will shoot threes. They didn't shoot threes back then. Nobody did. But they would develop because the game makes you develop. Kobe would be shooting threes. But if you gave him a, a spread out court, come on. These guys would both be able to average 40 points a game. They, they would. And this isn't all in my era. I can't put my hand on you. Even when you could put your, I mean, imagine that. You could put your hand on them. You could be physical. And Kobe and Mike both average 37 in a season three more points at the peak of their prime of their career. Sure. At least if you wanted, if if I geared my offense and I just said, go out and score because that's what, that's what Harden does. Harden's game in Houston was go out and score green light, do whatever you want to do. Shoot as many threes as you want. Keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. If I just said to Kobe, go out there. He had 81 in a game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like Kobe needed to be encouraged to shoot, but he scored 81 in a game. So I'm guessing these guys would have very little trouble scoring 40 points in a game. Yes, Paul. I
5: I stumbled on a clip on it. I don't know what I was watching the other day, but it is Kobe Bryant's best play against every NBA team. Like they went through each team. Yeah. It was fascinating. He dunked on everybody. And there are games where he's playing with Shaq, and he takes the last shot, and he's buried by three guys. Yeah. And you see Shaq kind of did this one game. I think it was against, like, Charlotte. Kobe was buried in the corner by three guys, and it was a game winner. And Shaq's asking for the ball. and He's got <laughs> yeah, of kind of like this, this, come on, man, look on his face. Yeah. And then he wins, and Shaq has to put his hands in the air because Kobe hit it. Yeah. These these highlights are fascinating. Yes, McLovin.
2: By the way, Jordan was also possibly allowed to push off especially one certain play. He did
4: push off on that one play in Utah. Yeah. But just once.
2: But he used the physicality to his advantage sometimes. Like, he would he would kind of manhandle the guy who was covering him a little bit.
4: Okay. Didn't he? Yeah. Okay. James Harden is wonderful to watch. I'm fascinated. He uses his body. Great touch. Great handle. Uh, leading the league in assists. All of those. Things. He's all of those things. He's great. But for Charles to say, you know, he's different than Kobe and Michael, you know, He is different, but he's not a better player. And if you gave Michael and Kobe these opportunities, these luxuries, it it would be a joke. I mean, they would average 40 a game. They would. No doubt. Yeah, McLevin. Don't we always have recency bias? I
2: remember when Steph Curry came along. Yeah, but this
4: isn't recency bias. You know, because I'm saying Kobe and Mike could do... No, I mean Charles, uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, Charles, though, he's old school. Like, he has a problem with today's game. Probably because he doesn't watch it. Like, he's forced (laughs) to watch it. That's the problem he's got with today's game. Yes, he... You put Kobe in that sort of that same Jordan era? Like, to me, Kobe just... Like, he just retired five years ago. Yeah. He kind of played in this era, didn't he? Uh, Very, the tail end. Yeah. But, I I don't know. Would it be half and a half that he, he was in? And he did average thirty-seven a game. <laughs> he would average forty if I put Kobe. Okay, Mike at his peak. Let we'll just say Jordan at his peak. He'd average forty without a problem. But in the context of what Phil Jackson would want him to do, because Mike had to, Mike realized that you can be a highlight reel, lead the league in scoring. Greatness is defined by championships, and that's when Michael changed his game. That's when he took less money. They built the roster, and he was coexisting with other players and and deferring to them at times. Yes, McLean.
2: I mean, you could go back even before Jordan. Like, imagine if Dr. J had learned to shoot like everyone does now or Pete Maravich, you couldn't touch Pete Maravich. I mean, there are a lot of guys who could have scored at a really high level but didn't in the old game or were stuck in the ABA or some reason or other.
4: Well, Maravich in today's game at 6'5", and he could elevate like he he could shoot the jumper over you, and he had great ball handling uh, skills. You know, Pete could shoot deep. His entire career, it felt like in college, was shooting deep. Um, but you have that where you can handle the ball. You have size. You can shoot over people. I can get to the hoop, but I can also shoot deep. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put up some big points. Yeah, Paul. Since
5: 1980, only two NBA players have attempted. More than 2,000 shots in a season, Jordan and Kobe Bryant.
4: Hmm.
5: Russell Westbrook's close, Harden's close, but uh, they do a lot of their damage on the free throw line. All
4: right, let me get a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see, where do I want to go? Drew in Chicago. Hey, Drew, thanks for holding. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey, Dan. Dan, that's uh, first time, long time. Uh, love love the show. Uh, 6'1", 180, a hard 180 um i'm a basketball football and baseball high school and college official and just speaking from personal experience um when i do baseball and there's a three one count borderline pitch on the outside and that batter throws his bat starts to go to first base it's like that uh strike zone goes from mailbox to a hula hoop if you know what i mean
4: okay But but what if an umpire announced that he was going to change it? Like if somebody picked up something on the microphone where he says, you know, I'm going to squeeze this guy.
6: Right. I mean, that would not be good at all. I I definitely agree that those sorts of conversations should be kind of held just between official and official. But at that high level, you have to be really cognizant of, like, who's listening and that there's mics everywhere. You have to just be careful because those conversations definitely happen. I'm um, at all levels of
4: sports, for sure. Yeah. No, thanks for the phone call, Drew. You, Tim Peel could have used you a week ago. <laughs> that advice. Yeah.
5: Watch out for the hot mic. Yeah,
4: the hot mic. Where were you a week ago? I know. Chad in Iowa. Hi, Chad. What's on your mind today?
3: Guys, uh, uh, I called yesterday. I don't need to do the ding thing again, do I?
4: Nah. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're good on your ding thing.
3: Okay. Uh well I I mentioned yesterday that I uh I, I, I head our officials association here in Iowa and um you know one of the things afflicting uh high schools around the country are you know we're losing officials, uh college ranks as well, you know, where where there's a shortage, what they would say. And uh, you know, things like this. Uh we we work as independent contractors. Now I know the Tim Peel, he's he's probably an employee of the uh NHL, but you know, this stuff has trickle effects just like other things. And, you know, we're held to such scrutiny. This is what, you know, gets. it's part of what's killing officiating that, uh, you know, this guy is going to lose his livelihood over one comment that has been made multiple times, and, and you know, he's going to lose his job. So for 25 years his integrity was fine, but now it's not, and he's going to lose his job. I mean, no employee in any company Loses their job in such a fashion for, for something like that. At least in my mind, there, there's repercussions, sure, and there might be punishment and downgrading of things, but this guy lost a job over, over a comment that's been made multiple times in multiple sports by many officials, and, and, and it's a horrible thing that, that afflicts us well, as independent
4: contractors. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for the phone call, Chad. I don't know any background on Tim Peel. We're trying. I'm trying to get some information on him. I don't know if he was, you know, a a highly graded official. Um, Was he considered a bad official? I I don't know any of these things. I, I don't know if he's had issues with the NHL before. We've mentioned him one other time on this show. Since we've been doing this show, we mentioned Tim Peel's name. He got hit in the groin with a puck and the puck went into the net.
5: That's it, and we thought that would be peak Tim Peel coverage. Yes, on it,
4: that I thought that'd be the last time I'd mention Tim Peel. Right. Tim took a cup check, a Stanley Cup check, and uh, it went in into the goal. Ricochet, and
1: from not like it was like right, right next to. No, he wasn't standing anywhere
4: no. near the goal. He was in the corner. Yeah, he's in the corner. Yeah, ricocheted, and uh, he took one.
5: Old iron crotch got uh, <laughs> screwed this time,
4: but I guess Tim was going to retire in a month from now. But I, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I believe. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yes, McLeod.
2: It's ironic. You say we don't know anything about this guy. He's the only NFL official we've ever spoken about in the history
4: NHL. of the show. Yeah. Well, no, didn't we talk about, uh, wasn't Schoenfeld who yelled out the, uh, the official? Oh, they have a donut. Uh, have, another donut? <laughs> like, uh, have another donut. Was that like Kuharski? Have another donut. Yeah, fat whatever he call it. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Uh have another donut. Uh, Jacob in Wisconsin. Hi, Jake. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Yeah, I'm five foot
6: nine and 180 pounds, filled with nuclears and frozen custard. Whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I am a volunteer official for Ola Derby for Women's Flat Track Derby Association, and we value the integrity of the sport. And we're here for the love of the game. So to hear someone actually hunt for a call, it's almost infuriating. But when you just get into the sport, you know, you have to get used to it. So there's a lot of speed to it. Um, but we never, ever,
4: ever hunt for a call, you know, ever. So and just to hear yeah. that and understand that you get fired, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. But And thanks for the phone call, Jacob. Do you have that uh, Tim Peel audio? Oh, you're you're oh no. Crazy. I hope crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. I cause you you crazy because fell, you fat yeah.
2: Have another donut!
4: Have another donut! <laughs> what was Schoenfeld? Jim Schoenfeld? Is that who that is? That's who it was. And and he came, he worked at the mothership uh, on our NHL coverage. And uh, he had, he was a good sport about it. Well, he should be a good sport about it. He wasn't the one being yelled at, called a fat whatever, and have another donut. <laughs> I think somebody might have had a box of donuts the first day Jim Schoenfeld came into the mothership. <laughs> just just as a, hey, welcome. Welcome to the team. Have another donut. Well,
2: he said it <laughs> twice. You had to make sure. He oh, yeah,
4: him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fell, you fat. <sighs> you know, I didn't think we would be talking about this today. I, You know what? I, I didn't, but, uh, you know. Don Koharski, is that the name? Does that sound right? I'm trying to, trying to recall. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, <laughs> can't, can't,
5: can't beat that. Don Koharski.
4: Don one. Koharski. You fat. You fell. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great if Jim Schoenfeld or Don Koharski opened up a donut shop? You know, the Willie Horton or something. <laughs> Uh, Take a break 22 after the hour More phone calls coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show Cyber criminals Are taking advantage of the COVID-19 Pandemic to scam you Into stealing your money and personal information First of all, it's amazing the information We put out there every day And they're attempting To exploit people's hardship due to the loss Of a job or reduced hours with phishing Emails and fake websites and They just want to get your information it's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft affects our lives every single day. That's why you want to protect your finances, your credit with LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for up to 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: podcast.
4: Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that
7: every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
4: 1-800-GAMBLER. Discover one of the most notorious serial killers ever, John Wayne Gacy. It's called Devil in Disguise. Here new footage, audio, new details straight from the killer's mouth. Six-part docuseries streaming exclusively on Peacock. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Stream now. McLovin just sent me something. Uh, John Clark from NBC Sports saying uh, the Raptors won a couple of players from the 76ers and two first-round picks for Kyle Lowry. Seems a little steep there. Yeah. Citing Windhorse. So, uh, oh, okay. Wendy is reporting. Tyrese yeah. Maxey. Who else is... Uh, uh,
2: Matisse Teibel. Who's that defensive? Defensive guy. Guy, yeah. yeah. But the two first-round picks, you got to presume those are going to be low,
4: hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So. But do the salaries match up? Because Kyle Lowry makes a lot of money. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, the salaries have to match up here. That's...
2: Thing I'm curious about. But, yeah, the, the debate is you want to give up on Tyrese Maxey, who I guess is a nice rookie out of Kentucky yeah. that we never saw play Kentucky.
4: Yeah. Well, the Sixers are all in here with uh, Daryl Morey and, and Doc, what they feel like they need to add. And there's going to be competition for Kyle Lowry. If the Miami Heat want him, will they be willing to give up? Uh, I don't think Tyler Hero. I think Duncan Robinson would be the player who would be on the move. But once again, the salaries have to match up. And Duncan Robinson hasn't been paid yet. Ah, uh, the Lakers trying to clear some space here, maybe bringing in Kyle Lowering. but yeah, just rumor right now. That's according to uh, Brian Windhorst. Yeah, Paulie.
5: If, if you're a Raptors fan, or I guess any team that goes on a run, the Raptors won their division, basically going back to 2013. They've been a very good team. They've been in the Eastern Conference Semis, the Finals. They won a couple of years ago, but now they're they're terrible, 18 and 26, and and they're dumping prospects. It's it's got to be a weird thing to go from. You know, everyone does that rebuild stuff. Yeah. How long does that title keep you warm? And how long does that keep Nick Nurse
4: employed? Wasn't he coach of the year two years yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. He does he get the hall pass? Because this is organizational. Yeah, I don't know how long you get the hall pass for. Because it it usually it looks like two years, maybe three years at the moment. He's still the same coach, right? But usually that, hey, you won a championship, but you know, after three years, feels like mm. But yeah, McClave. Kind of like the
2: Eagles with Doug Peterson, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But also they have that GM, Masai Ujiri, who's the, considered the best GM, so.
4: Yeah, but I think something there was there were a lot more things involved with what was going on with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, you know. That you know, when the coach and quarterback aren't talking. By the way, I think it's on the mothership. I, I, I'd i love to give credit to the person who had the article on Jared Goff. And I, I think Lindsay Theory, I
2: think a Rams reporter for the mothership.
4: Oh, yeah. Did a great job. Deep dive on what was going on with Sean McVay and Jared Goff. And boy, did that relationship go south in a hurry. Well, not in a hurry, because if it did, then they wouldn't have given him the contract extension. But it got, uh, I guess, some shouting matches between the two. I think Sean McVeigh realized that Jared Goff was had a ceiling and maybe he'd reached the ceiling and that they regretted. You know, it's like you, you, you like somebody, you get engaged to somebody, you get married to somebody, and then you realize, I'm married to this person, at least for the foreseeable future. And I think Sean McVeigh probably went, can I get an annulment here? He was for better, for worse, stuck with Jared Goff. And I think that there was a whole lot going on there behind the scenes. So, is that on uh, just ESPN.com? I want to give credit yeah, to Yeah,
2: ESPN.com, Lindsay Theory yeah. uh, has great details in here. Yeah, did a really nice job on a lot of details in here. When you look at history, how many times does a great quarterback and coach, is there a really hidden tension that we don't know about until years later? Fritz, was mentioning Dan Reeves and John Elway.
4: Well, the reason why there was tension there is they went out and drafted Tommy Maddox and they drafted him too early and they used a first round draft pick on Tommy Maddox. Sounds familiar, right? (laughs) Yeah, Seton. It's kind of interesting that Jared Goff and Sean McVay, they're, they're pretty
7: close in age compared to your typical coach quarterback relationship. Yeah. I wonder how that impacts that dynamic or, (laughs) or did that, you know, they're, they're only like a few years removed from going to high school together. Oh, is, do you think this was
5: a handsome off? Like they're calling me one handsome guy at the face of the franchise? Uh, we're competing for the same women? What's going on here? Mm. Well,
4: well yeah. here, here's the, uh, the title of the article. Uh, why the Sean McVay-Jared Goff partnership fell apart for uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, you go back to, it was that week 12 of the 2020 season. Goff had turned the ball over three times. They lost to San Francisco. And McVeigh just had frustration there. And it had been brewing, according to uh, Lindsay. Um, McVeigh was no longer holding back. Uh, two opposite personalities that once worked harmoniously. McVeigh's hyper focused drive to golf's cool and calm demeanor no longer meshed. Golf's thumb injury allowed McVeigh start a different quarterback. And uh, that coupled with Matthew Stafford's request for a trade from Detroit proved to be the end for uh, Goff. Um, And then, you know, when they lost to the Packers and McVeigh goes, that Jared Goff is our quarterback right now. And I went, oh, boy, not much longer. And then you had um, uh, the GM Snead. Les Snead goes, Jared Goff is a Ram right now. So what's the date? January twenty sixth? Trade happened on January thirtieth. Yeah, there, there, there was actually transparency there that <laughs> you don't normally get where you're like, um, they're trading Jared Goff. But Goff, you know, has taken the high road. He said, you know, unfortunately the way it ended is never how you envision it, but that's the way it goes. Um yeah, but they this is this is a long 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 article here. But, you know, they came to that realization that uh, Jared Goff was was not their quarterback.
5: Is this risky for the Rams? The last four years, Jared Goff has uh, thrown for 100 touchdowns and 50 picks. He's uh, won 42 games in four regular seasons. He got them to a Super Bowl with a lot of help. But we were talking about awkward situations the other day. What if Jared Goff plays really well next year in Detroit and Matthew Stafford plays serviceable in L.A.? How What an awkward situation that would be.
4: Uh, well, not having Kenny Galladay in Detroit is going to hurt Jared Goff. We'll start out with that. Yeah, McLevin? Absolutely. But it's
2: funny because there's a lot in this article about the personality conflict where McVeigh is type A and intense and Goff was laid back. Isn't Matthew Stafford laid back too, by the way? but He's just a better
4: quarterback. He's yeah. laid back. So it's okay to be laid back if you're really, really good. The other thing I was told to keep an eye on by source with the Russell Wilson situation is what does Seattle do during free agency? Well, is it a good thing that four of their five starting linemen are back this year from last year if Russ had a problem with that offensive line? They brought in Gabe Jackson from the Raiders. But... Seattle's offensive line, I didn't think was horrible last year. But, you know, Russ certainly felt like it was. But they're returning four-fifths of their starters from last season. And then Jackson comes in as well. I don't know if this is enough. You re-sign Chris Carson, your running back, and you bring back your offensive line. Okay. Is that enough if you're Russell Wilson? Because we haven't heard anything. Now, Russ has said that he wants to stay with Seattle. And if... If he was traded, these are the four teams he would waive as no trade. Of course, Dallas is now off that list. But we haven't heard much. And, you know, even my source, I haven't heard anything. The last thing I heard was what the Bears had offered the Seahawks there. And that became national news. Other than that, feels like everybody is playing nice in the sandbox here. But I don't know if that means... Is Seattle exploring? You know, you go and they did their due diligence on Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback. You go there. The Bears went to that workout. We understand why the Bears would go to that workout, but Seattle going to that workout. Now, Seattle did that with Josh Allen, and Seattle loved Patrick Mahomes as well, from what I'm told. They really loved Josh Allen. I thought they were going to make a a deal to get Josh Allen. But if Russ has this no-trade contract, no-trade clause then it doesn't matter where you think you can make a deal. Because I think Miami, from what I was told, Miami and the Jets made inquiries about Russell Wilson. I don't know what the official offer was, if there was an official offer, but I'm told that they did discuss Russell Wilson. That's why when I look at Miami with, you know, Tua tonga he's their starter. But this is a team that did at least kick the tires on Russell Wilson. Also, in the first hour of the show, I, I talked to uh, a uh, scout last night, and we were talking about a variety of things that had to do with the draft. And uh, I I said, who was the safest pick in the draft? And he said, aside from Trevor Lawrence, it's Patrick Sertan, the uh, defensive back from Alabama. And, you know, there's NFL bloodlines there. His dad was in the league as well. And, you know, his, his tape, they like to say, is clean. Uh, played big in big games. The other player aside from Trevor Lawrence that I was told these are the two picks that according to my source these are the can't miss ones Penny Sewell the uh, offensive lineman from Oregon those were the two that stood out all the other quarterbacks and wide receivers and defense you know you name it these were the two players that my source picked out Um, but then you know I got the Jets at number two they sit there at number two uh, are you trading Sam Darnold? Are you trading the pick? And you don't want to lose leverage right now. The Jets are not telling anybody anything. At least it feels like they're they're doing a pretty good job here of being quiet. Uh, but you have a GM who did not draft Sam Darnold. And if, if your GM drafted the quarterback, usually, unless you're the Rams, you're going to hold on to that quarterback that you believe in. And Sam Darnold is, what, 23? Uh, Do you want to give up on him? And is Zach Wilson that good that you want to bring him in? And for me, it comes down to, what will you give me? Barring a blockbuster deal, I was told, the Jets may just hold on to Sam Darnold. But if you get something that's a blockbuster deal, then they might move off that number two pick overall. But you're going to get some jets need a little bit but they need a lot of help and sam darnold needs a lot of help as well I mean, i can't imagine sam going yep yeah, i'm ready to go right back and have that same roster all right you're going to give him kyle pitts tight end out of florida you're going to give him jamar chase you're going to give him Devonte smith what are you going to give him because if you don't then you're going to have the same thing all over again and this is the year for the quarterback i know we usually say this every year Next year's quarterback lot is nowhere near what you have right now. And that's why teams... Now is when you ponder, if we don't get our quarterback this year, we don't get our quarterback next year, then what happens? That's a long... That's an eternity in NFL parlance. Yeah, Paulie?
5: Going back to that 2018 draft where Sam Darnold was taken, uh, Baker Mayfield went one, Saquon Barkley two to the Giants, Jets took Sam Darnold, and a lot of people said it was the right pick by the Jets, three. If you gave the Jets a do-over, would they? I mean, obviously, what you know now, pass on Sam Darnold and go with Quentin Nelson, who is readily available to them. Would that have been better for their franchise? It seems like obvious. Yeah, you're getting a. You're getting
4: a I got a pro. Hall of Fame. I got a Hall of Fame lineman.
5: Right. So this year, the Jets had the same pick. Basically, they had the two pick. They should be taking a quarterback instead of taking the best offensive lineman in the draft. Should they take just take the best offensive lineman and say, look? Let's build our team, not another quarterback who's going to get roughed up. Because it's almost like a, a do-over. Would you, the kid out of BYU, the quarterback, is, exactly. is going to get the same uh, Sam Darnold treatment. Yeah, McLeod. One thing,
2: they already have a great left tackle, Makai Becton, if you could say healthy. So can you draft Penny Sewell and move him to right tackle? I have no idea, but I hear that's a problem. <laughs> Maybe you can. you know. But Penny Sewell was born to play left tackle. So I don't know why they want him that bad. Like, I don't know if he was born. Well, they always say that, tackle. like, they always talk about, like, the draft guys always talk about left tackles and their long arms. I don't understand. It seems like the right tackle is important, too, to me.
4: But I, I don't know if the doctor says when he's being delivered, uh, uh, what is it? What is? It? It's a left tackle. You got a left tackle.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he had that long arms. And if you have dinosaur arms, you're a guard. That's
4: the, uh, you mm. know, Quentin like, Nelson. Like, Bill Lane Beer had short arms. Oh, yeah. Well, we call those alligator arms. And usually when it comes to paying the check, Fritzie has alligator arms. They don't fit into his pocket. Just can't get there. No, can't get there. Maybe the fingernail, but it's not enough to actually pick it up. Can't get there. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to expresspros.com, find the office nearest to you. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that
7: every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
4: 1-800-GAMBLER. Phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. After all that talk about Marcus Mariota, was he going to the Patriots? Was he going to the Eagles? Was he going to the Colts? He's staying with the Raiders, and he got a no-trade clause as well. He took a uh, steep pay cut in the contract, but he did get a no-trade clause. I'm not sure why he would stay, but I don't know. I guess it doesn't mean he couldn't be traded, but the Raiders can't trade him without his permission. And maybe if you get closer to the playoffs, and if you lose your quarterback and you got a chance with uh, Mariota, You know, I thought that he was going to be able to hit that restart button, as we've seen some quarterbacks as of late do. But uh, as it is now, he is uh, still a Las Vegas Raider here, which surprises, I think, a lot of people. Yeah, Paul? If you were a backup
5: trying to restart your career, wouldn't you look for a situation where the starter is vulnerable? As a a strategy? Uh, Or would you just look for money, I guess?
4: Well... I don't. He might have been looking, or his agent might have been looking. That doesn't mean the teams weren't looking at him the same way he might have been looking at them.
5: Like Mitch Trubisky, he got a job with the Buffalo Bills. That seems like a job where they would like him to never play a down of football if all goes well. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like a place where Mitch Trubisky has a chance to resurrect his career.
4: Um, well, you also, next year is not a strong year with the draft with quarterbacks and then maybe you look at Mitchell Trubisky and you look at him differently or you you're you're uh, you're able to give him an opportunity. I don't know. Josh Allen takes a lot of hits, a lot of contact there.
2: Yeah, man, yeah. McLovin. I mean Andy Dalton sat in Dallas and got it in there. You know, he could sign a million dollar deal. So you can you can get a starting job next year. I think Trubisky starts next year. I think you're right. You know, there's gonna be someone looking for someone
4: and Jameis Winston did this. Yeah, Jameis yeah, but but I'm backing up a 40-year-old and that's why he's elevated to, you know, competing, you know, for the starting job, Yeah, Club. And Cam Newton took a million dollar deal yeah. and got.
2: Yeah. Although I don't know, is that are you hearing anything? Is that settled in New England is it Cam? And...
4: Well, we had Albert Breer on in the first hour from the Monday Morning Quarterback. He said, "Don't rule out the Patriots jumping up to get a quarterback here." It, it just it feels like you know, There are going to be teams that are desperate to get that quarterback this year because that quarterback won't be available next year. What about the most awkward situations that could happen in the NFL this year? How about Russell Wilson stays in Seattle and the team regresses? Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are both a disaster in the post-Drew Brees era. Andy Dalton plays great, leads the Bears to the playoffs. Yeah, it wouldn't be awkward. It would be surprising, maybe. A lot of people had to eat their words. Well, the Bears PR already put it out there. QB1, and they had, uh, they photoshopped Andy Dalton in a Bears uniform. Wouldn't you sort of downplay this, like soft sell Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback in Chicago? You, You know, you were... You were rumored to be in, in, uh, in line for getting Russell Wilson. You're at least in the conversation. And then all of a sudden you get, like, if you put out Russell Wilson photoshopped in a Bears uniform and went QB1 and you got him, okay, I get that. You want to shout that from the mountaintops. You got Andy Dalton. I don't know if that's one of those where you go QB1. I wonder what Nick Foles thought of that. Because Nick Foles is still there. How about Jared Goff plays better than Matthew Stafford does this year? What if Dak Prescott underachieves? What if Carson Wentz plays well for the Colts and Jalen Hurts does not? Are we missing any other ones in here? Yeah, McLeod.
2: See, I feel like a lot of people expect some of these to happen, like Carson Wentz to be better with a great O-line. And I don't think the expectations are high on Jalen Hurts league-wide. I think most people have them fourth in that division.
4: Well, look, they they changed the whole direction of their franchise by they have Jalen Hurts and they got rid of Carson Wentz. Well, yeah, but they'd
2: already benched Wentz. They fired their coach. (laughs) Like it It was already melted down a long time ago.
4: Yeah. I'm looking at these uh, numbers here. Mark Sanchez, first three seasons with the Jets. His touchdown to interception ratio was a little over one. Quarterback rating, 73. Yards per attempt, six and a half. Sam Darnold, first three seasons, TD to interception ratio, 1.1. Quarterback rating, 78. Yards per attempt is 6.6. Is Sam Darnold, Mark Sanchez? Although Sanchez did get them to a a couple of uh, conference title games there. Sam just doesn't have a talent around him. Like the Jets had talent with Sanchez. Yeah, Paul.
5: Mark Sanchez has four more playoff wins than Matthew Stafford has for his career. Mm -hmm. And he has four playoff wins.
4: Mm. Final hour coming up. We'll get to your phone calls. Frank Isola will join us. We'll talk about the NBA trade deadline. What am I missing on the Pelicans? Why are they bad? Or, rephrase it, why aren't they good? And Lonzo Ball's on the move. To where? Clippers? Lakers chances with Kyle Lowry? That's coming up. Close out the second hour with sleep number, my sleep number setting, 100. You go into the store, find your sleep number setting. When you're there, ask about Sleep IQ technology. Also, some of the tips for getting a good night's sleep you're able to get a great night's sleep, like really get a great night's sleep. And that helps with your immune system, improving recovery, increasing energy. Go to bed, wake up at the same time, even on weekends. You will sleep better with a consistent sleep and wake up routine. Bright lights, stay away from those in the evening. Uh, That keeps the body alert. And the room temperature is really important as well. 65 to 67 degrees, ideal for quality sleep. Caffeine intake. Make sure that you switch to decaf after 12 o'clock. Take walks outside. Get movement there. But also, get the best bed you can buy. Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed. Queen mattress is just $1,499. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick.
6: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty,
7: and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
6: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
7: Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com.